This is Mallory. And this is James. And this is Toss the Goss. Where we talk about celebrity drama, pop culture, your latest favorite movie, favorite music, and viral moments, and everything in between. Join us weekly as we spill the latest celebrity tea and toss the goss. Hello, everybody. Hello, James. Welcome back to Toss the Goss. What's up? I'm chilled out right now. James is so chill. Leaning I feel back. like I took a CBD gummy, but I did not. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just tired. He's just tired, leaning back in his chair, totally chilled out, and ready to toss the goss with us. Let's toss it. We are tossing it. This week... Schlingin', schlingin the goss. Schlingin' the gloss. Gloss. Goss. Anyways. What uh, an intro. <laughs> that was a plane crash. Okay. Much like you took that joke. Are you serious? You <laughs> didn't even ran, laugh at me. I am running with it. You want to know what else was a plane crash this week? Yeah, go ahead. Well, maybe there were some prevented plane crashes, but as many of you know, and or you they know, just got there would have gotten there safely. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, there's a lot of blunders to talk about. If you know anything about the air travel system right now, we are talking about Southwest Airlines. Complete disaster. It was a complete disaster over last week, which was the holiday week, specifically Wednesday, December 21st. And it's continuing to today, which is December 28th. Southwest accounted for 90% of canceled flights. That's a lot. That is a lot. And that was on Wednesday, the 21st. They accounted for 90% of those canceled flights. That's the day I got back from or I got back to work. Aren't you glad? I got lucky. They canceled over... 2,500 flights on that one day. Wow. Why? Well. Give me a reason. There's so many reasons. Yeah. As many of our listeners know, and you know, because we experienced it here in little old Wyoming, Mm -hmm. there was a blanket of snow, a large cold front sweeping the nation, and that affected them, especially in Denver and Chicago, which is where Southwest has two hubs. I remember I, I have a friend that works up at the airport here in Sheridan. And he said it was so cold that the de-icing fluid was was freezing. Yeah. And I, I was like, that is a contradiction. I've been on a flight and, you know, in Texas. So what appeared to be a snowstorm there yeah. was something that was not as dramatic to a me. Quote unquote snowstorm. Yeah. But they were saying that that was happening there as well. I don't know if they have mm-hmm. less heavy duty de-icer. Well, the, in certain parts of the country... I mean, they, I would imagine an airport probably has some form of de-icer no matter where you are. Oh, absolutely. But like in Oklahoma, when I lived in Oklahoma for a bit in eighth grade, they had a crazy snowstorm there and we didn't go to school for two weeks because they don't have snow plows oh. to clear the roads. Wow. Because the city usually doesn't need them. So we had to wait for like the snow to melt to a certain point before the school buses were safe enough to, you know, get back on the road and take kids to school. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I've been stuck on the tarmac for tarmac for like three hours once while they oh, were de-icing the plane. Three hours. That's not an exaggeration. I'd be like, get me off. Um, they did get us off. This was when Texas had that Ugh. huge snowstorm oh, yeah. in 2021, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was. Uh, nope, 2021. 20, was it 2021? Yeah. And I didn't. So they got us off the tarmac because they had to cancel the flight because the uh, they account for hours mm-hmm. as your as the pilot is flying, and when they get into the air, they're clear. Um, but they canceled it, and so I had to stay overnight in Houston. Oh, yeah, worst was, city too. Oh, sorry, was, Houston. Oh, it was awful. I and hate Houston. Everybody was experiencing that snowstorm, so yeah. 
the all the hotels were booked. Oh, that's weird. You you would have been I'm sorry, small world. You would have been not too far away from where my dad was living at the time. Oh. Because hmm. my dad was living in Houston and he said it was a complete and utter disaster. It was a disaster. There were people sleeping in the airports, which mm-hmm. you see regularly, but with this it was just You probably what over. were you flying on? What Oh, I airline? don't remember. Okay. American. You, American? Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say if you're flying United, you probably like walked by my stepmom at some point. I oh, didn't funny. even realize it, but obviously not if yeah. American. Yeah. Um, it was a trickle effect from Denver and Chicago. Uh, like I said, there's the two hubs there. And this is for this occurrence. Yeah, for Southwest Airlines. Um, in addition to the poor weather, um, staff of Southwest Airlines were calling in sick due to the surge of COVID-19. Oh. Currently in the country, we are experiencing what people are calling a triple-demic. A triple-demic? Yeah, I believe that's the name of it. And people are just, we're seeing a uh-huh. resurgence in COVID cases. Oh, okay. So not only was there poor weather, yeah, but there was also individuals calling in sick, mm-hmm. not showing up because you know obviously they yeah. can't show up to work due to COVID. Yeah, not and not a pilot or airline people. And these two factors made their point-to-point system absolutely fail. And a point-to-point system is where um, they can reduce the cost of airfare mm-hmm. because they're. As one plane flies to another city, they're picking up crew from oh, that yeah. city to yeah. another, et cetera. And so it was this huge storm of just awfulness. Um, you can see on TikTok people filming. Would you just... say it's a? Would you say it was a perfect storm? <laughs> Sorry, guys. To <laughs> some, it was not. Oh, that's a good one. To some, it was not a perfect storm. It was the missing grandma's I... dinner during Christmas. Well, that's true. Sad. Yeah. Nice well, joke, James. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Southwest. How would you feel? James. I don't know. I mean, I did. I got really lucky. I yeah. mean, I literally got here Tuesday at 10 p.m. the week last week. So yeah. I got really lucky. Even that was a struggle for you. I yeah, know that true. you were looking at different avenues of traveling to Sheridan or or other airports. Yeah, I, in... I, was, I was trying to I was looking at renting a car just from Denver to try to dra- drive from Denver to Sheridan because I was like, oh, there's no way I'm getting out of here. But luckily I bit the bullet i bought the plant the last plane ticket into sheridan and i was like you know what i don't want to have to fight this tomorrow because i don't want to have to get a hotel and stay somewhere so i did it and he made it and i'm here yay i did it um in addition to that there's a lot of lost luggage at the moment i've seen i've seen the videos and pictures of that yeah just it when you look at these videos it's just a sea yeah. of luggage bags it's like finding a needle in a haystack for mm-hmm. a lot of these people and people are posting these on tiktok Instagram Reels, Facebook, mm. and people are tagging their friends and saying, hey, do you see your luggage? Because their luggage is lost. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I feel bad for the people, obviously, in that situation. I also feel really bad for the people that are working for Southwest in that situation because, I mean, for the most part, a lot of the people that are working, like the desk and everything like that, that are working with ticket sales and things like they have nothing to do with that. They, they yeah. can't really make a lot of those calls. People are calling in sick. There's nothing they can do about it. So, exactly. You know, it's it sucks. Like, I've been there, obviously, but, you know, not a lot you can do. Like, getting mad at your customer service rep for Southwest is not going to do anything for you. <laughs> no. And, well, a lot of people are calling into the Southwest Airlines, and they yeah. would be on hold for five to six hours. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And then not even get a hold of someone. Mm-hmm. I read at one point that people that Southwest just shut their phone lines off. I don't know if that's true or that's, not. Yeah, that's not not a good idea. Yeah. Um, at what point do you hang up if you're on hold? Oh, like five to six hours. I don't care what I'm on hold for. I'm just hanging up. I mean, when I'm traveling, mm-hmm. it's 
and you're stranded somewhere, you might not have the resources to yeah. book additional hotels, especially if you planned on spending your mo- money elsewhere at other, you That's know. That's true. And so I'm sure desperate times. And yeah. what else do you have to do in an airport besides sit on hold for six hours? There's a lot of things you can find. It's Places tr- to be. It depends oh. on where you're at. Denver, you can walk forever and see a new place. It's like true. In Denver, but yeah. But your frustrations like, are at an all-time high. Yeah. Yeah, but five to six. I mean, that's a long time. That is a very long long time. I've never been on hold for that long. And I'm glad that I haven't had to. I feel so bad for the people that I think I've maybe been on hold. A maximum before hanging up, maybe like an hour, if not, maybe a little bit more than an hour and then hung up. But I can't. I mean, what are you doing for an hour? For five to six hours, just sitting. Are you, are you putting it on speaker and just letting it sit there? Yeah, I've been on hold for a while before, and I'll put my AirPod or oh, a yeah. pod in and just listen until I'll clean, I'll mm. do chores, whatever, if it's a call that's necessary for is, me. Is there hold music? And did you yeah. absolutely hate it by the end? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I think I tuned it out after a while. Yeah, Can you sense. imagine five to six hours, though? Oh my God! Can you imagine all I want for Christmas is you from Mariah Carey for five to six oh my straight God. hours? Because I guarantee Southwest had some sort of Christmas music after yeah. old music. I oh, she made it. so much money on the royalties that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Oh, it's all a plan. It's all a plan. Mariah Carey's like, you know, what? we're gonna shut down the airlines and have them play our music over and over and over and over again. Oh God, that is awful. Yeah, I was sitting in a terrible. restaurant last night and they mm-hmm. were just playing. Christmas and it was still Dece- yeah December twenty seventh yesterday. Come on, list- sitting in a restaurant and it was just and it was the same singer and the same uh, beat per minute probably because then Weird. it would just loop into another song like we'd be like okay oh wait oh mm-hmm. it's the same song but a different song. I-, I love Christmas music but there's a cutoff point. Oh yeah, day after Christmas I'm done. I mean it's over. I was sitting there going oh my god I'm done I'm over this yeah. People are still experiencing this. I wonder if people are still on hold. I wonder if they changed the hold music. Is it still Christmas maybe. music? Was it ever Christmas music? Yeah, maybe not. You That's should all, call I mean, in and check. Should I call Southwest? Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Because then I'm taking up somebody's actual valuable time. That's that I'm, true. Or a valuable spot in on the hold line. Yeah. Because people are still probably looking for their backs. Oh, absolutely. People are still experiencing yeah. this. I believe as of Monday... This week, people were still having flights canceled. It's just a trickle-down effect where so many people are affected. What a mess. It's awful. Um, Southwest Airlines posted on Twitter on December 21st, and it was very exciting. You know, here's the spirit of the season. Which decorations are your favorite? And little did they know it was all going downhill from there. They posted on December 26th. Um, we continue to experience high call and social inquiry volumes. Please check your flight status and explore self-service options here. So from the 21st to the 26th, they didn't post anything except twice, once on the 21st and once on the 26th. Yep. That's, that's true Armageddon for Southwest. Oh my gosh. I think I've seen on various TikToks, people just being like, oh, the social media manager should just turn this into a meme. Then they would have some comeback. I, I mean, if you're the social media manager at this point, because you're getting nothing but tweets, like oh, quote tweeted constantly. Yeah. I can't imagine being a social media manager, especially for something like this, because airlines have had like a unique history with this sort of thing, mm-hmm. especially because it's like it's so much more intricate than I think a lot of people 
imagine when it comes to like the operation of this sort of thing. Absolutely. And so the social media manager is just catching so much stray after stray after stray. Speaking of history, so not quite to this extreme, but in 2001, this happened with Southwest or mm-hmm. something similar happened. So in October of 2021, approximately 2,000 flights were canceled. Wait, what, when was it? Um, October of 2021. Oh, okay. Um, and that day cost the airline $75 million. Are they publicly traded? Do you know? I do not know. I'll look that up. Um, and so if you can only imagine... 2,000 flights canceled on October of 2021, costing the airline $75 million, looking at today where there was multiple days. Wednesday on December 21st of this year, 2,500 flights canceled. Oh my gosh, the amount of money this airline is losing and will continue to lose in the future just due to the fact that their reputation is going to be so tarnished. Not only did this happen in 2021, but again, it's happening this year. You would think that they would have prepared. So they are a publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, they haven't taken as much of a hit as I thought. Actually, over a five-day period, this is kind of a bad loss. But they started, this was a day ago, just looking at the five-day graph, Wednesday, December 21st. They were trading at at 9.30 a.m. They were trading at $36.66 per share, and they're down to $32.19 a share as of 4 p.m. today, so about a $4 loss, I guess, over five days, which isn't, that's not the worst thing in the world, but that's still obviously a loss for a publicly traded company. Yeah. 22 hours ago, they tweeted, on the heels of wide-scale disruptions, we're working diligently to safely recover our operation and accommodate displaced customers and crews. We know this is unacceptable and sincerely apologize. If your travel was impacted, Again, pushing to explorers. They didn't say pushing, but explore self-service options here. That is one of the most, if I'm reaching out in a customer chat box or mm-hmm. uh, on the phone, um, I think that is one of my pet peeves when they're like, oh, go to the self-service portal. Yeah. I've already tried that. That is why yeah, I'm no reaching kidding. out to you guys. Yeah. So Thank you for nothing. Yeah, yeah, you're on I, your own, kids. I mean, okay, so if you're the social media manager at that point, are you just staying silent or are you issuing an apology? Because it's it's like it's a lose lose. It doesn't matter if you I, issue an apology, you're getting flamed on Twitter. Doesn't yeah. matter if you don't say anything, you're getting flamed on your previous tweet, your last tweet. So it doesn't matter. I like what do you do? On my end, I would post a meme. I would take whatever's trending yeah. about something negative and post that. But if it's not a good if it's not a good meme, if the people don't stand by it, then you're just gonna get flamed by the people that are pissed off. Because you lost their luggage. I didn't get to see my grandma or eat my grandma's dinner. This is my last supper with my grandma. Okay, she's dying. Oh, now you got a whole situation. You're making a joke about it. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be that side of a things A triple as well. loss. Yeah. I don't think there's any right answer. But there's not. I don't think silence is the best yeah, answer. Yeah, I mean, that's probably what I would do. I, I would shell up and just be like, I'm not posting anything until we fix this. But so, that's probably not right. According to the New York Times, in total... Um, it's been nearly 11,000 Southwest flights that have been canceled since last 30 Thursday. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's according to flight aware at the absolute worst possible time. Yeah. Like do this in August and it's probably not as big of a deal. I mean, flights are canceled all the time, not in that abundance, but like Christmas weekend, obviously it, I'm sure this is probably the week they make more money than ever either as well. So 
they're probably going to feel this towards the end of their like fiscal quarter or something like that and fiscal year. Uh, James, so with, I mean, there's big controversy, controversy over the luggage going missing mm. or um, people seeing their carry or not carry ons, but their luggage on um, luggage return oh, carousels. Oh, the carousels. And they're not there to claim it. Yeah. Are you one of the people that are doing carry ons only or are you checking no. your luggage? I, I always have one, at least one bag if I'm going somewhere. If I'm going for, so I mean, I guess it's. I, I'm almost never flying for just like a couple days because I don't know. Yeah, I at least try to stay somewhere for like a week if I'm going to visit somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I always check a bag. Always. Yeah. It's just easier that way. I don't like having to lug stuff on the airplane then put it up on the thing and then take it down. I don't know. That's just, but I, I have a carry on as well. So I bring like a backpack and then check a bag. That's smart. I learned that the hard way the first time I ever checked my luggage because I always used to used to just do carry on. Mm. The first time I checked my luggage was the time that I got stranded in Houston. Oh, <laughs> and I didn't have a, I just had a small bag yeah. with like my electronics to keep me preoccupied. Didn't bring a, a change of clothes or anything. Learned the lesson the hard way. So you do. In addition to that, I also lost my debit card. Oh my god! Yeah, what a week. yeah, or a weekend or whatever. And it was. so I had no funds either to you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what a disaster! I couldn't add it to my Apple Pay. Yeah. Um, it was just. What the, <laughs> it was what a ge- not oh my good. God. It was awful. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun. What did you do? Did you end up like sleeping in the airport, or did you did you have to sleep overnight at all? My yeah, I did. So my mom was so sweet and booked uh-huh. me a hotel. Oh yeah. okay. Book me a motel six. Shout out Jill. Motel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. We're sleeping I, in the airport. I called her crying. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I was so panicked. Yeah, I mean, once you get into that phase where you're like, okay, what am I going to do overnight? What the heck, what is the plan? That's when it kind of gets a little scary because you're like, I might have to sleep in the airport. Yeah, and they sent me a, a like an Uber Eats gift card so mm-hmm. I could have food because I couldn't buy food in yeah. the airport. Oh, my gosh. It was such a wreck. So I can't imagine. That's why I'm like, you know, you could be stuck in an airport for so long. But what if you don't have the necessities to do Mm. that? Some people are already stretching beyond their means to, you know, maybe they have, like you said, a grandma they need to visit and they're spending their last pennies on this flight. Oh, my gosh. I I remember hearing, I'm pretty sure about this incident about, about Southwest that's ongoing. I think they said that they were giving out vouchers as well. But they didn't, I mean, because of the sheer amount of people that they were having, experiencing issues with or canceling flights on, I believe they only had a certain number of vouchers for a certain number of people. And then some people didn't get the vouchers, uh-huh. which only creates another issue because you're only giving vouchers to a certain number of people and other people are like still hungry and don't have money or something like that to eat. Yeah. I'm so curious what Disaster. will, what's going to turn around from yeah. this. I mean, um, I don't know. I, we, I feel like we have one of these incidents every couple of years, it feels like, where yeah. an airline just like, because we had the one, this may have been in 20, or early in 2022, actually, or late 2021, maybe, but when the um, the the, crew, the aircraft crews went on strike or something like that for a pay wage, for a pay wage strike or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember if they're unionized or not, but I think they might be, um, but regardless, if they went on strike, so... Like, a bunch of the airlines had to start canceling flights and everything, and it was the same situation. And then, you know, here we are. And they bounced back, and then it went down again. It just kind of – it ebbs and flows, it feels like. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard of something this bad, though. 11,000 yeah, I mean, flights canceled? Probably not. I'm Like – Wednesday of last week, um, they canceled 
close to 2,500 flights. Mm -hmm. Spirit Airlines canceled 77. Wow. That's the comparison. Wait, just 77? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to know. I'd be curious to see. I, I might have to actually look this up. But what the, like, average per day flight cancellations are. Per, I guess, per airline or something like that. Or just overall per day. I'd be curious to see what the numbers are on that. Because I can't imagine... It's very many. Like Spirit 77, that probably is less than what we'd see from United because it's a bigger airline. But I can't imagine it's that much more because I don't know a lot of like when I'm just walking through the airport, there aren't a lot of cancellations like very often. No, I I traveled a handful of times prior to the Texas incident and it was um, I never experienced any kind of delay yeah. or cancel. Um, and I never noticed individuals around me experiencing that either. Yeah, I've always, like, I've had a couple delays. I mean, that's the thing about the airline. It's a it's a well-oiled machine, no pun, no pun intended. Um, for the most part, like, they'll get you to your destination on time, if not early, almost every single time you fly, no matter what. Like, it's the rare occurrence where you'll get a flight cancellation or a flight delay. They'll lose your bags maybe once or twice or something like that. I've only had that happen... Like, I've only had my bags lost, not lost, but, uh, like, misplaced or whatever, and then they had to, like, ship them to me, essentially. But I've only had that happen to me, like, twice, um, and I think I've flown to visit my dad. I've probably flown over over 150 times, I would imagine, or something like that. According to transstats.gov, mm-hmm. in 2022 so far, only 2.7% of flights were canceled. And that equates to 139,683,000 flights this year were mm-hmm. canceled. And if I'm doing my math correctly, that equates to approximately 381 flights a day being canceled. Yeah. Worldwide, that's not that's not terrible. No. In 2021, only 1.7% were canceled. Wow. So um, that looks more like the average. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm well, that's sh- going to go up this year. Well, this I wonder when this number in 2022 is reported. Oh, yeah, cause <laughs> I would imagine they go by fiscal year, and they probably all have similar fiscal years. I mean, this is saying year to date. Let's yeah. see. Oh, so year to, de- so to December 28th or whatever. I wonder if they haven't even calculated for the Southwest one yet because of how much of a disaster that's been. Yeah. I imagine not because they're only reporting 23,000 re- uh, canceled by Southwest so far, and okay. so, so yeah. Then I would say that's <laughs> that's about to that's go probably up. Probably low, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, yeah. A shame. they get the job done. It's they, just these random occurrences where everything kind of comes to a a head, and then yeah, it all it all goes amok. Yeah, because you have the winter weather, yeah, that horrible storm we all experienced. Um, you have the COVID surge. Mm-hmm. And then you have the point-to-point system ultimately failing due to the fact that those two things came yeah. together. Yeah, the point-to-point system. Because I, I, I guarantee at least, I, I want to say that almost every, almost every, air, uh, maybe not almost every, but a lot of the planes that I've been on have been carrying, you know, um, flight attendants or something like that for the next flight. I sat next to one on, on a flight from from um, Dallas to Denver, or not Dallas, um 
Tulsa to Denver. I sat right next to one, and she was just a she was like literally working out her schedule for the next few weeks. And I was like, this is a weird way to go about this because it's it's all on like a the way they do their scheduling, which is another issue that I don't know if Southwest does it the same way, but United does it, um, where you basically get to pick your schedule based on your tenure if you're somebody working oh, yeah. uh, on the airline or on like the ramp or whatever um and you get to pick which hours you want which days of the week you get to work and then it kind of it goes differently for each airport as well but and it breaks it down for each employee and so that seems like that did not work yeah properly either i Southwest. feel so bad for everyone involved including the flight attendants yeah. the pilots the administration there's literally nothing they can do i mean no. it's just a and then everybody who's, of course, traveling, too, I can't imagine. Yeah, true. That's it's just, just a mess. Yeah, I was um, surprised that all of my family who was traveling made it successfully. True. I mean, I don't believe they were on Southwest, yeah. but regardless, the weather was awful. Yeah, so. that's true. It was, yeah, yeah, bad weather. I don't know if I, I would call weather. it the perfect storm. It would be the per. I mean, it was the perfect storm for Southwest. Yeah. Just nobody else. Except it wasn't that perfect. It was the imperfect storm. The imperfect storm. Mm-hmm. Perfect storm. Good movie. Yeah. You want to know another movie that might have been considered a plane crash in of itself so I, far? A complete disaster. A complete disaster. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Babylon. Yeah. Babylon's been a mess. It's no bueno. James, do you want to tell me a little bit? So we're talking about one. Let's start here. Damien Chazelle, the director of Babylon. One of the best directors in Hollywood, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, La La Land. Anybody ever heard of it? Oh, La La Land. no. What's that? One of my favorite Just movies kidding. of all time. I'm not joking. I'm not a musical person, but that movie made me cry like a little baby, and I respect the hell out of Damien Chazelle for making me act like that. I was I was heart attack crying. I was like, <laughs> like that at La La Land, and I had... I loved it every second of it. Anyway, that's the director, Damien uh-huh. Chazelle. He's got La La Land. He's got uh, he did Whiplash, which is another oh, wow. fantastic music uh, music movie, uh, and uh, he did First Man, which was a uh, a um, movie about Neil Armstrong going to the moon. He's a known director. Okay, very popular director. Won a couple of uh, Academy Awards. Very uh, very well known director. So when I saw this was coming out, I was like, okay, this could be very good. Because I know Damien Chazelle knows what he's doing. And then I saw the cast and I was like, oh, Margot Robbie, Brad Ooh, Pitt, yeah. Toby Maguire, Diego Calva, Gene Smart. Yeah. Uh, count me in, champ. I'm all the way in. I'd love to watch this film. First trailer comes out. I finish the trailer and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I have literally no idea what this movie is about. <laughs> and that's what I think is the problem with Babylon right now, is I think their marketing campaign was a and I feel bad for Damien Chazelle because he's not somebody and all of the actors and actresses obviously everybody that worked on this movie um but he's not necessarily somebody that makes movies that are friendly to the theater I guess is what I would say based mm-hmm. on the world that we are the 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 type of movies that we get in theater nowadays it's dominated by superhero films franchises and stuff like that that's what makes your money um it also released the same weekend as avatar which was not smart but nope i mean that's a whole other story um so him making this and it bombing bombing the way that it is no is pretty bueno. sad because yeah. i love damien chazelle for those who don't know the plot of the movie without any spoilers this is just yeah. kind of a you know in a bow type yeah, of description. Yeah, tell me, because I, I actually don't know. Yeah, I had to look it up, because, of course, I haven't watched it yet. I might be contributing to its poor performance. Mm-hmm. But the plot follows multiple characters 
And they're in Hollywood's transition when they went from silent films to films with uh, sound, of course. And it takes place in the late 1920s. So it follows that star-studded cast and their characters. Another problem that they probably run into in that situation is they had a movie similar to that come out right before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. 2019. Quentin Tarantino made Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which it seems like... Very similar to this movie, it just in terms of the description that you've given me, the trailer that I've seen, and once upon a Ho- and once upon a time in Hollywood. Very, it's a good movie. It's not one of my favorite Tarantino movies, but I think it kind of captured a lot of what you're describing. Yeah. Um, it was set in the 1950s though, instead of the 1920s as the golden age of Hollywood, quote unquote. Um, and it was more of like a love letter to that time in cinema but you saw the trailer of that movie you were getting hit with brad pitt leo dicaprio it's a guy like quentin tarantino and he already has his fan base and anybody's gonna go see that movie um and it was it was a similar situation but it was also uh brought together by kind of following the thread of um the um marlon manson and Mm -hmm. that whole situation with sharon tate or not sharon tate excuse me um is that right, Sharon Tate? Am I? Right I on don't that? know the person that the Manson family murdered. I can't. I'm remember not her aware. Name. I am so big, sorry for messing this up. Yeah, big uh, crime junkie, but yeah. But no, anyways, no. Uh, so that was kind of the common thread that you could follow. If you're somebody yeah. just walking into the cinema for the first time seeing Quentin Tarantino, then that was a common thread you could see f- throughout the the movie or whatever, and kind of understand what's going on. If you see the trailer to this movie to Babylon, you won't be able to guess what the, the plot of this film is. It yeah. Is, so confusing. I'm going to jump in so our listeners can understand what gravity this bombing yeah. has. It's bad. So the film Babylon, it was anticipated to, anticipated to generate a gross of 12 to 15 million over its four day opening. And um, that's, that's low. Yeah. And that's from over 3000 theaters. So far, the film has made 1.5 million or on its first day, uh-huh. it made 1.5 million. Wow. And then um, that includes Thursday night previews and went on to do do just three point five million in its opening weekend and a total of five point three million over the four days. And I'll repeat, it was anticipated to do twelve to fifteen million dollars like, as an anticipation. That's really low because their budget, according to IMDb here, they had an estimated budget of seventy eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's just for making the movie. That's not including like marketing and stuff. So you can almost like double that budget for overall the expense to make this movie with marketing added on. So they're looking at three or whatever five point eight million dollars according to imdb as well so almost six million dollars is what they've made so yeah. far on a hundred and sixty million dollar budget if you're doubling the the actual well, budget I, to make the movie let me share with you how much money they need to make so in order to break even yeah two hundred million dollars oh wow yeah oh, there's no way there's they're screwed that yeah this movie is floppy yeah it's that's that's as bad of a flop with that that cast around it as I can remember, there was a movie that came out re- recently, I want to say before the pandemic, so 2018, 2019, something like that. It was called um, the, I think it was called the Billionaire Boys Club is what it was called. And it was only released in a couple theaters. Um, and it had like Ansel Elgort in it. It had Kevin Spacey uh, in it. It had uh, a couple other guys. Uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey, Ansel Elgort, um, and uh, as well as Taron Edgerton. Emma Roberts was in it. 
you've never probably heard of this movie. It's called Billionaire Boys Club. It had a budget of uh, let me look here. I'm scrolling through it here. Had a budget of about 15 million. That's it. An estimated budget of about 15 million, mm-hmm. and it only made 2.7 million. Oh, and man. I'm pretty sure I remember reading it only made like in the opening weekend for this movie. I'm pretty sure it only made like like $150 or something like that. What are the consequences for a movie flopping like this? That's I'm curious about that as well. Um I mean obviously there are I would imagine I'd really imagine that the actors and the actresses have some sort of form of insurance or something like that based on the film's performance. So they make a certain percentage of what the box office does, okay. I would imagine. Um I remember reading a story that Tom Hanks um, when he made Forrest Gump, they either offered him like a percentage of what the box office would be or the residuals over time of how much it would how much it would make, um, you know, just going on television and then all that stuff as well. And he's made like a, a ton of money off of that, obviously. So I'm pretty sure like their agents can kind of negotiate negotiate how their contract can be paid out depending on how the movie does, either in the box office or on residuals. Um but I don't know. I don't know what it means for like the rest of the crew or anything like that. I would hope uh, the rest of the crew and stuff like that gets paid, obviously. But they have to pay back, like, I, uh, you know, the marketing and stuff like that. I would imagine you can't just pay a hundred million dollars up front or whatever for a marketing budget. So you have to do some sort of a loan agreement or something like that until you can make the money back. Um, but I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, though. It's made by Paramount. I'm pretty sure. Yep. It's made by Paramount, and they made Top Gun Maverick. So, I mean, they're going to be fine. Yeah. But Top Gun Maverick made like a billion plus dollars. According to Yahoo Finance, the marketing spend was around $80 million. Yeah. So double the budget that you had on the original movie. So $160, $165 million. And they made whatever it was, $5 billion on their, $6 billion in their, or $6 billion, $6 million in their, uh, in their opening weekend. A truly historic bomb. Uh, really bad. Uh, yeah, I, it's so sad. And the other thing is you have to worry. I mean, if you're Babylon, you could like lean on the possibility of um, award season coming up and it could get nominated for some awards. You could make some money off of that coming they back do, into theaters and stuff like that. They do have some uh, nominations. Yeah. But I, I've seen like a lot of the Metacritic score and the IMDb score and I've seen that hasn't been very good either. So for something like the Academy, uh, the Academy, Academy Awards, like it probably won't get nominations for a lot of that maybe like a set design or a costume design or something like that i guess is possible um but a lot of the big ones i would imagine they're probably going to avoid this movie unfortunately yeah and i it sucks because i love two of my favorite directors had movies come out in like the past year past year and a half and they just like the like good big theatrical releases quote unquote um of like almost original ideas and they both completely flopped and bombed. And I was like, this is so sad. Like, the other one was The Northman, which came out, I think it was either at the beginning of this year. I think it was at the beginning of 2022. And that movie bombed as well. That one was directed by Robert Eggers, who did um, uh, The uh, the Lighthouse. Uh, fantastic movie, if you haven't seen that. Um, but he, And he said afterwards, Robert Eggers said afterwards that he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to do a big, massive release like this anymore or a big budget film like this anymore just because of so much pressure comes into it from the studio obviously because they're putting a massive amount of money and investment into it as well um so they'll come in and you know tell him to either cut certain parts of the movie because it won't appeal to as many audiences or something like that i'm sure i mean according to 
um, the 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 um, the ratings grouping of America or whatever it's called for movies. This one is a pretty Babylon is a pretty like grotesque movie in terms of like nudity, violence, and that sort of stuff. Um, so obviously the the studio didn't necessarily step into this movie, but I know that that is a problem that a lot of these bigger budget movies can run into, and it just sucks because that whole crew, I mean, the whole cast is very good. I mean. Very good. Margot Robbie is a fantastic actress. Brad Pitt's a fantastic actor. Uh, Toby Toby McGuire's a fantastic actor. I mean, whole situation is a mess. It's sad. Go watch movies. Even I mean, the thing is though, this movie could be bad. So you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, to kind of explain, some people might be like, "Oh, why was it a flop?" Um, I'm taking a look, and there's many different reasons why a lot of people are blaming the weather. Um, they're also blaming that pandemic uh, surge that we are experiencing, much like Southwest. Okay. But at the same time, too, if you look at Avatar, yeah, 2, Avatar is going to make a billion dollars in like 12 days. It's crossed one billion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. Then, to me, I think the focal point of the issues for this movie, I mean, one releasing it the same weekend as Avatar was not a good idea. Um, if I was this movie or the or Paramount or whatever, I would have been like, get out of the way. We're not messing with Avatar. We'll start in January or whatever. We'll be the sole movie in January, and January is usually a pretty bad month for movies. Um, and the other thing is, I, I mean, we've talked about it already, but the marketing was so bad for this movie. Yeah. They did bad trailers, uh, trailers that didn't necessarily get the point across as to what is going on in this film. Uh, they had really bad, like, uh, TikTok ads that were like pointed towards Gen Z, but they were almost like really cringeworthy type of ads where they tried to relate essentially to the Gen Z people on TikTok and it just didn't end up working and it kind of made me not want to see the movie, that sort of thing. Um, it was just a mess. I, the, the marketing for it, I remember I was talking to one of my buddies and I hate to, I hate to do the LeBron James thing on this, but I was talking to one of my buddies about this film uh, when the trailer first came out because I was um, excited for it because I'm a Damien Chazelle fan, and I remember telling one of my buddies as we were as we watched it, I was like, I think this movie is probably gonna bomb because yeah. I have no idea what it's about when I was watching the trailers. There, I have no clue. If you watch any of the trailers for this movie, all of them, I mean, every single trailer, one trailer, two, the opening day trailer or whatever that they do, the release trailer, that doesn't give any sort of explanation as to what the plot for this movie is. And that's yeah. one of the big problems that I had with it when it was coming out. Some users on Twitter, um, at Mick underscore Kraken 44 said, I went to see Avatar on Friday and say this, he meant to say see, and see this, which is the movie uh, poster, and see this on the display over one of the doors. I thought it was a student film or something because I'd never seen or heard anything about it. Yeah. And then another user um Chaga CCIno King says, as good as it looks, which is to your point, James, as good as it looks, there's no concrete plot explanation yeah. in the trailers. It's like Damien is here saying, I'm Damien, I made a movie, go watch it. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate because I know that's that's not from based on what Damien has done, that's not necessarily the point that I get from what he's trying to do. Yeah. I think that's more the studio stepping in and the marketing people stepping in and making a trailer out of what have they seen, what they've seen. And that sucks because I mean, even if this isn't a good movie, I know it's going to be like beautifully crafted and well-made in terms of uh, cinematography and music and stuff like that. Just cause I've seen almost everything that Chazelle has done and that's what he does. He makes beautiful movies like that. So it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate, sad moment. Yeah. So this week has We've seen a couple of 
big uh, falls. True. Uh, Crashes. Slips. Crashes. It's sad. Yeah. Um, Slips. Because it was icy out. It was icy. I fell on my bum. And I got lucky. Didn't fall once. My bum is black and blue. It's sad. It hurts. Really? Yeah, it's screaming. Okay. It's screaming. The bum's screaming. Yeah. I didn't fall, but it was super slick. I almost fell numerous times. Yeah. Have you ever had this thing? I, I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to bring this up out of nowhere. I, I was eating today, uh-huh. and I had this thing happen to me that I've never had happen. I thought I was having a heart attack. It was like this pain on the right side of my chest. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but uh-huh. I, I had it pop into my brain thinking about me slipping because it was happening as I almost slipped and fell. Um, it was like it was like a pain in my the right of my chest that it felt like something was like lodged as oh. a, like something I was swallowing. Huh. And it like lodged in my sternum and it was so painful. Anyways. If you're James's doctor, yeah. please give him a call. Yeah, if I'm having a heart attack, please call me. Um was it heartburn? No, I don't think so. Because I, I know I know the difference between heartburn and that feeling. It felt like something was like lodged in my sternum. Can you imagine how the people out southwest <sighs> Trying to board their planes yeah. felt, James. Yeah, I know. Probably something similar. They probably have heartburn. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, folks, sorry to bring you such sad reportings sad this week. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope you enjoyed this episode. and Talked about a lot. Yeah, talked about a lot. And if you have any feedback for us or if you were stranded, let us know. We want to hear True. your story. Um But yeah, listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Stitcher, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, PodcastWyoming.com, Amazon Music, wherever you get your Mm -hmm. podcasts, you can find Toss the Goss. Make sure to leave a rating, too. We greatly appreciate that. Yeah, that's how we rank on the charts. Leave us a five-star rating, please. And as always... Don't forget to toss the goss. Toss the goss. We'll see you next week, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Have a great day.